Hey guys, so today's show is like no other. I've never done a show like this before. It's usually just been a monologue or me interviewing one other person, but today I've got four guys that are joining me on the show because the mastermind is expanding and I'm promoting these guys. These guys have been in the mastermind for um, somewhere between one and two years. Most of them have been in for two years. Actually, it's a split. It's a 50-50 split, two years for a couple of guys, one years, uh, one year for the two other guys. And they have shown some interest in leading their own calls and helping other people do what they do best. And we've broken this down into the niche that they have they have the most experience in, is what I'm trying to say. So the point of today's episode is so that you get more familiar with the mastermind and what we're doing over there because we're growing. We're trying to double its size by the end of this year, which is just a quick three months, right? So if you hear one of these guys say something that intrigues you, says, hey, I want to be around that person, right? I want to be around more people like that. Come check us out at w2capitalist.com slash mastermind. Uh, there's also, if you just go to w2capitalist.com, you're going to see a mastermind button. But the point of today's show is to get you to understand what a mastermind actually is and what it's not. And I'll go into that just a little bit before we start interviewing those guys. But what a mastermind is, or at least the way I run a mastermind, is that we get in a virtual room, right? And this we started doing this prior to uh, COVID happening, and we all kind of went into lockdown. But we, I ran this mastermind virtually because it's easier, quite frankly, it's easier for me to do this from my home, and I can connect to investors all across the country. Uh, I would like to say we're an international mastermind because we've had um, some members uh, who invest in the U.S. who have been from live in Germany. We've had one of our uh, current active members was on active duty stationed in Afghanistan, and he would join the calls from over there, which made it awesome. And then we just had a member who located down to Haiti for a few months. Uh, so anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that that the idea of the masterminds you get in these virtual rooms with these folks, and every time you're on a call you are on the hot seat, right? You have some things that you committed to from the last call to now, and we want to know how you did, right? He says to add a little pressure for accountability. And there's really no rules when it comes to what we talk about in the mastermind. It is real estate focused, uh, but we talk about all sorts of random stuff, right? And the camaraderie that happens within the group is one thing that I think helps people understand uh, we're all bound by the real estate investing piece, but we have W2 people in there. We have 1099 people in there. And it's just one of those things where you get around like-minded people and you see what they're doing. You're like, oh, I want to do that. Every time I'm on a call myself, I feel not only pressured, but I feel motivated to go out and do more than what I'm already doing as it comes to real estate investing. When we recorded this episode, you'll hear me say this in a minute, that when we finish this episode up, I'm working on trying to do my first flip. And working with a couple of different wholesalers, and we recorded this show, and it was just one of those things. This episode, when we hung up, I was like, "Damn, I am super motivated. I'm going to go uh, connect with this wholesaler." And it, it was early on a Sunday morning when we recorded this. So, um, the mastermind, at least the way I run it, is you come in, you in a virtual, you're in a virtual room with like-minded people. We're going to ask you what you accomplished as this past week. What do you want us to hold you accountable for this week? And what was your big win? We want to ex- we want to um, not only go off of your excitement on what your big accomplishment was for this past week, but also it just it's motivating to hear what your big win. It doesn't matter how big it is, right? A win is a big win, and um, so there, there, that's what the mastermind is for us, right? And at least how, how I run it. The other thing I want to mention too is 
when people think about mastermind or don't necessarily know what a mastermind is, they may look at, if you go, for example, if you go to w2capitalist.com slash mastermind, you look at the profiles of the guys who are going to lead the calls, you may be thinking, and you may be in the seat, you may be thinking, wow, I've got more experience than that guy. Um, and most of these guys have more experience than me, right? When it comes to their specific niches, but it's the fact that we get together and we talk about our experiences and we help one another out, not only to grow, but just stay motivated, think outside the box. Um, you know, one of the things that I, when I talk to these guys and talk to the current members, I put out some rules and said, look, if here's, I'm expanding, I want to grow the mastermind. You guys are getting a lot of benefit out of it. I think there's a more of a need to, to scale this thing up. And I want you guys who have been here for a while, uh, to lead these calls if you're interested in it. Right. And these guys stepped up, they said, Hey, right away. They said, Hey, I'm interested. I, I want to be part of it. Uh, what you have going on here. I want to help you grow. I want to help other people more specifically grow in what they're doing because they've just seen the benefit of it. And the reason why I stick with those guys is because I feel like I've gotten to know them over the course of one to two years uh, and know where their heart's at. Uh, they truly will come at this as a servant leader and they want to help other people. Uh, I am going to pay them a little bit, but uh, for the amount of time that goes in, it is not worth that uh, amount of money that uh, happens there. So anyway, I, I could probably ramble on about this forever and I don't want to do this. This is probably, this not only is the first time I've ever interviewed four different people on the show, this is the longest intro I've ever done for a show, but I wanted to set that up so that you understand who these guys are and, and understand that, you know, they have more experience than I do in their specific niches. I've kind of bounced around in my investing journey. And the point of them leading the mastermind call, it's not a coaching call. They're not trying to coach you on, here's what you should do next. It is, you come into this virtual room with other like-minded investors, and they are just the guys who are going to lead it. And I'm comfortable enough to hand over those reins to them because I know they're going to be able to handle the call because they've attended enough of the ones that I've led to understand how I want it done, right? And there's one rule in the mastermind or one major rule in the mastermind and this was why I keep pressuring these guys to make sure they incorporate on their calls. And these calls are going to start November 1st, right? So if you're interested, um, there's a little bit of a process we go through, right? There's a quiz that you have to take because not everybody who, who takes the quiz uh, gets in. So there's certain things that we're looking for in the way that you answer certain questions. Uh, and you can find that quiz at w2capitalist.com slash quiz. But the reason why I, I'm comfortable handing over the reins with these guys is because I spent the last year or two years with them uh, almost weekly to get to know them, get to know their families, get to know what they're about, their aspirations of not only growing their portfolio, but uh, helping others do it. So um, that's the more important aspect when I look at all the people that I kind of went out and recruited to come and lead these calls. Sure, there are guys with more experience, but what I'm looking at is people who I feel like I have, I know a whole lot better than just some random guy. I know where their heart's at is what I'm trying to get at. All right. So here we go. So I'm, I'm going to stop talking now <laughs> and we're going to get into the show. So I am uh, proud and honored to introduce you, uh, introduce uh, Adam, Gwaith, Jamie, and Darren to you. Okay. Let's get into it.
are a W-2 capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Hey, what's up, everybody? So if you have been on the wait list for the W2 Capitalist Mastermind, wait no more. We have, I'm about to introduce you to four guys who are going to help me expand the mastermind. We're essentially going to double, more than double in size by the end of this year. I know it's October. We just passed over into Q4, but we are doubling. And it's, it's amazing to see these guys grow over the past couple of years. But not only just these guys, but people who joined the mastermind a couple of months ago when we had space. It is just amazing to see what happens when you get around like-minded people who want to push you and hold you accountable. Uh, it's just incredible. So, hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms. I am the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. Today, as I always say, I have a very special guest, but today I have four special guests, right? And if you're listening to this, chances are you are a 25 to 50 year old, you have a successful job, you have a couple of kids or planning to have one or two. We're just talking to Adam there, who's got a one year old and had some sleep problems last night because they're uh, cutting teeth. But you're sitting down, you're talking things out with your spouse, and you realize that you both want to be further along financially so that you can either A, grow a bigger nest egg, uh, B, you have the option to leave your W-2, or C, plan for some generational wealth building. So through many avenues, most recently we've seen this with, with COVID, but through many avenues you've realized the most risky thing you can do for the financial well-being of your family is have a single source of income in the form of a job. Now for job, to me that stands for just over broke, right? But you want to tap into the 90, what 90% 90 of millionaires have already done and add real estate investing to your portfolio. When most people encounter this idea of real estate investing, the first time, right, when they first encounter this, they go through this self-doubt, maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome, right? That they aren't good enough, they aren't rich enough, they didn't come from the right bloodlines, and or they don't have the skill sets to be able to own income producing real estate. So. What I want to do today is not only introduce you to four gentlemen uh, who I've grown to have much respect for, for what they're doing, but also just introduce you to these, what I'm going to call average Joes, right? We're all average Joes, all five of us. Uh, but these guys are like you and me, and they are successful real estate investors building their portfolios while they work a full-time job and are present for their family, right? Not only, man, you guys, amongst the five of us, we have a small army. I just now realized that. But uh, not only are you going to get to meet them, hear from them, and or see them, but guys, my hope is that you'll be intrigued enough to get involved with the W2 Capitalist Mastermind, which is what we're really here to talk about today, in addition to introducing these, these guys. And you can find out more about that going to w2capitalist.com slash mastermind or just going to w2capitalist.com and hitting the mastermind button. So. Along with my, myself, these guys host individual mastermind calls throughout the month 
to share strategies, hold their members accountable, and challenge each other to accomplish more. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you for, for and you're, you guys listening to this or watching this, you're going to understand real quick, we have no agenda whatsoever. So we're just going to kind of bounce around. So the four people I'm going to introduce you to are Gway Smith, Adam Zock, Jamie O'Brien, and Mr. Darren Hay. Guys, good morning, because it is early on a Sunday morning, and welcome to the show. Good morning, man. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Excited to be here. Good morning, Jay. You are more excited than I expected you to. You were texting me and you were saying, hey, if I come hang over, hung over, is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, a lot of times you get like that burst of hungover energy in the morning. You, you know? do. I, I don't You're know if you've ever the had dog. that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, this may fade quickly, but I'm here, man, and I'm excited to be here. <laughs> probably never stopped. Probably never stop. That that usually works the best, right? That uh, usually works the best. I, Jamie, how old are you now? Thirty, mid 30? thirty. Thirty five, man. Thirty five. Enjoy uh, while you can, because the next five years, that resistance to alcohol and be, ability to be able to operate, yeah, it's going to go away. It's already hit me. <laughs> it, I mean, I didn't go. I didn't do too much last night, but that's the problem with getting older. You don't have to have exactly. That's you the next day. But I did hang out with a bunch of Auburn fans and watch them. Stomp man did they get stumped um, they it was embarrassing stumped? yeah yeah <laughs> all right so Gwaith, i want to talk to you you are in uh new york right you are our commercial family guy so one of the things i didn't mention is Gwaith is our commercial family commercial multifamily guy adam is our single family buy and hold guy we're going to get each one of their experiences uh darren is our mobile home park uh investor slash extraordinaire and then jamie is our flipping and wholesaling uh, expert. So, Gwaze, I want to start with you. You're in New York. You have 1,700 plus units in your portfolio. There's a whole mix of how those are set up. And you've been, there is an ongoing debate between you and Jamie, who the original W2 Capitalist Mastermind member is. Both of you guys have been here since. Uh, There's no first, debate. It first started. I know who the winner is, but I'm ne I don't know that I'm ever going to tell you guys because I enjoy seeing you guys go back and forth. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about where you are in your investing career and what what you because one of the things and, and I know I mentioned this, but each of these guys are going to be now hosting their own mastermind calls, right, specific to their niche, which I'm excited about because as I did the numbers and I've kind of sending some. I know you guys, when you see these emails come across, you're like, man, did he even think about this when he sent it? Because it's so sporadic at times. And I am just so excited because now with you guys coming on and hosting your own calls, the mastermind is going to double, right? So we have 40 members, close to 40 members in there now. I think it's the actual number is like 33 or 35. I kind of round it up to make myself, make myself feel better. But with y'all coming on, we have the capacity to get to 80 which is it's awesome. My goal by the end of the year is 100, right? So we're going to talk about that in a couple of months and how we can expand on that. But I'm super excited about this because you guys are focused on the niche that you have the most experience in. And Gway, starting with you, multifamily, multifamily is your jam, right? I mean, that's been where you've been. So tell us a little bit about your experience in multifamily and what folks can come to understand or appreciate about the mastermind calls that you're going to lead. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So multifamily and, and my background, I, you know, I guess I started and my journey is, is maybe a little bit slower than, than some, maybe a little bit faster than others. Slower. 1,700 units. 
Well, I mean, that, that is broken. I mean, the, way, the way that that occurs, I mean, it's a pretty easy roadmap like in, in my eyes. So, I mean, I started just buying Love small it. multifamily, duplex, fourplex. And then, you know, that led to partnering up on something a little bit bigger with one other guy. It was a 13 unit. At that time, I knew I wanted to go bigger. So I started looking into passively investing into other people's deals. And, and that's where a big chunk of some of those units came from because I was a passive investor in, in a 350 unit property and passive investor in a 436 unit property. And then um, those passive investments actually led me to an opportunity to co-sponsor a few deals. So, you know, now I'm, I'm kind of transitioning from passive investor to a co-sponsor. And as a co-sponsor, I was raising money and I was involved in, in properties of 350 units, 212 units, 136 units. So that, you know, that, that number in the portfolio just keeps growing. But like the actual progression of me from buying a duplex in 2016 <laughs> to a fourplex in 2017 to doing two passive investments in 18 to co-sponsoring <laughs> in 19. And then <clears throat> next thing you know, I'm joint venturing on some bigger properties and I'm actually a, a sponsor on a 196 unit right now that there's a lot of involvement on. So the the path and the trajectory in my mind makes sense because I started where basically anybody can start Yeah, and nothing I did along the way other than acting and, and taking action and kind of committing to it. You know, it's nothing that nobody else should not be able to do. Yeah. I, I didn't know you had all that experience because we, you know, we talk uh, almost weekly in the mastermind and I didn't know, like I hear about your 13 unit and the deals you've been sponsoring and stuff. And when you sent over your bio for the mastermind page, I was like, holy shit, he has been freaking busy like i didn't know because you don't talk much about the passive deals because passive deals are if they're truly passive like they're supposed to be there's not a whole lot to talk about but i i appreciate that and um, thank you for sharing that portion of it i want to go back to something you said though in 2016 you bought your first duplex in 2017 you said you bought your first fourplex was it really a year between those two no, purchases? It wasn't because the, the, the duplex was end of the year. So I want to say we, we purchased that in maybe October of 16. Yeah. And then the fourplex, it was through the same broker. And there was a good, you know, there was, a, you know, we, we had a good little process there. And she yeah. liked it and she found it. And it was only like maybe three to four months later. I mean, we closed okay. the fourplex in January. So even though it's 16 and 17, it was really only a three month. We got to talk about this on the Wednesday call. Um, uh, Warren, who's a member of the Wednesday crew, he, just closed on his first fourplex, first investment property ever. And he was like, he's got this fire. He's addicted. If you can remember back to your first deal, you're like, all right, this is working out better than I thought it would. I want another one, right? And he's, he's about a month and a half into his first purchase. And he was like, I mean, I need to find another one. How do I do that? You know, let's, let's get into this. And, and so we started talking to him about all the things. The, there was four or five people on that call. And we all went around the room talking about all right from the time you bought your first deal to the time you bought your second deal how long was it i think this the earliest time span was like a year everybody else was further on that so it's interesting to hear three months uh was that the warren if you're listening there's hope for you buddy you can do it (laughs) there was close to a year gap then after the fourplex to the 13 unit yeah. And to be honest, you know, like you, you just said, like you get the first one and you're, you're itching for the second, but I mean, we had some things go wrong on those first two. So after the second one, I, you know, I started questioning myself and mm. like, does this yeah. really work, you know, is this, are we really going to start making money off of this? And, you know, is this worth it? But yeah, we, we kept the pedal to the metal and, you know, kept on trudging along and, and kind of got confident enough to go for something bigger. And 
and then it really I mean everybody says it and it's true it's a long game you know you're not going to do this deal you're not you're not going to do this in one year Um, yeah keep chugging along very smart to take a tactical pause and then refocus and go after it Adam were you about to say something yeah, I was going to say about the same thing when we formed our first LLC, trying to go after, you know, the fix and flips, which Jamie's going to walk circles around me because I could tell you everything not to do. He could tell you everything <laughs> to do, but boy, doing that and then not just being like, you know what, I, you know, this isn't for me. Real estate's too risky to then being like, all right, well, what can I learn from that? And then, you know, now just yeah. continuing to push forward. So same, you know, it wasn't exactly the first deal because we did a house hack and some other things beforehand, but like the true, like, Hey, we're only buying this for investments and then mm-hmm. just for it to go so far South, this is before bigger pockets or anything, or, you know, this group. Yeah. So there's a lot to learn just by doing it and failing. And yeah, it's a yeah. throwaway property, but we got some really good lessons learned. Yeah. How many of you have lost money on an investment property before? I was just going to go down that road. Adam, you're just a lot smarter than I am. I'm just stubborn as an ox. And like, I just remember in college, they said, if you, the law of physics is like, says that eventually if you throw a tennis ball at a brick wall enough times, it'll go through. (laughs) What's the number of that? I I feel like I have no idea, but you know, I just, (laughs) do you you know, you guys know the commercial, how many licks the little owl is how many oh, yeah. lakes does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? I feel like I just heard that about him talk about the brick wall. Of the tennis that's ball. it. That's <laughs> it. So, no, I mean, I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way, but you know, that's kind of part of the game. And that's the reason yeah. we're here, I think, today is to help a lot of people not learn the hard way like we yeah. did. But yeah. I was going to bring up one point, Gwaith, real quick. And I think if I remember correctly, we joined, what, the end of 2018, we said, to this mastermind. And I want it. I want to say you, maybe you didn't talk about the passive investments a whole lot, but I want to say you, you were talking about having like 20 something units at that point in time. Is that, have you grown exponentially in the last couple of years being a yeah. part of this group? Absolutely. Cause yeah, the, the, the 20 was probably the, you know, the four, the two and the 13. It was right around that mark. And I don't know if you remember this, Jamie, but like who, who was the original here? Do you remember, I told, I told uh, Jay this the other day, how he was having technical difficulties on that first call. So we actually got on the call together. We had our own call, yep. <laughs> yeah. we, we just got on the phone and, and did our own thing. That's right. And we said, is this so. guy going to get his shit together or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and Zoom's throwing us in. Uh, I, I would take full ownership of that very first call. That was me. I didn't know what I was doing. And then now here recently, Zoom's making us more secure yeah, I'm using air quotes there, right? As far as I don't believe it's more secure, but we had, now I had to have a passcode to get into the meetings and whatnot. Let me circle back around this. When I asked the question, who here has lost money on an investment? If you're listening to this, all five of us raised our hands. Uh, we're not going to get into the details of that because we'll, we'll talk about what we can do to help you. And the fact that we've all lost money, we have some experience to say, this is why you don't do this. This is why you do do this instead, right? So Adam, we'll come back to you, man. So let's talk about your focus, single family buying home. Why, why are you focused on single family, right? And I know I didn't ask Gwaith that question because it just popped in my mind. Again, we're kind of shooting at the hip here, but you, you've been a member of the Mastermind for a year, looking at October 2019, which is October 20, we're recording this. You've been here for a year. Why single family? Why single family buying hold? I think I was playing my area, you know, up here okay. in North Dakota in the Midwest where we invest, single family homes just seemed to be easier to get into. And because I could self-manage them, I knew a little bit more. And I was, you know, I was like, oh, you could do this on Zillow, Craigslist. And when you were 
trying to do that with apartments, I didn't quite know how to compete in that space. So I think it was just knowing your strengths a little bit where I was doing a house hack and I could list things for rent and oh. I kind of could feel the market out as I was analyzing it. And multifamily was just not that it was, wouldn't have been a great strategy. I think it's just what knowledge, experience and connections do you have? And then pick an avenue of real estate. Cause it, you know, I think what you'll learn on this call is there's no great one answer, whatever works, you know, what works for someone somewhere, you know, two people can even be in the same state and do different strategies or same city. And it, you know, it works out just yep. fine. So I think it's what, what do you enjoy doing? What are you maybe naturally good at? And then, yeah, just what do you want to progress with? Yeah. And to that point too, and, and this is why I love real estate investing, because there are so many different ways that you can make money at it, right? I mean, there, you can, there's four different niches here. I've done a lot of different stuff. I've never flipped a property, but because of things that are happening in our local market here where say we invest, we have one property out of our 320 some, you know, we're down to one here in Pensacola because we sold everything. It was kind of like Gwaith. We had sold some stuff off, invested passively in some other deals. But now because of the way the market is, I'm like, man, I want to, I want to try to flip. So actively getting on some, um, wholesalers list and looking at some deals. And that's one good thing about real estate investing is at some point in time, Adam, if you wanted to say, Hey, I'm going to cash in some of these single families that I have and go buy some multifamilies. You could do that. Same with Gwaith. He says, hey, you know what? It's time for a good full cycle on these multifamilies. I've got a boatload of cash now. I'm going to go buy some single families. I mean, you, it can it just so, so much mix. Or I don't want to leave Darren out of the conversation. Mobile home park, right? <laughs> See you laughing. Uh, so Adam, when you, so you're an engineer by trade, right? So Talk to us a little bit about what your calls are going to consist of and how they're going to be run. Because these guys, and one of the things we're talking about is um, they have the ability to operate agnostically every how they, I'm going to, I don't want to try to say, yeah, I'm not even going to try to say that word. It's going to make you feel like I'm talking about what Nemo lives in, but it's not. It's, and we'll just say, you guys get to operate, you get to host your own calls the way you want to. Right. Autonomously. Thank you, Darren. Yes. <laughs> I was I was just listening around for that ride. That was a fun ride. And and then 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 the Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, um sure. Yeah, I can I yeah. I can take a take a stab at that. So I mean awesome. just a, a little bit of you know background on me just to put the context of why I would, you know, host that. So, you know, happily married, three year old, one year old, full time civil engineer started the real estate thing, you know, kind of accidentally eight years ago with a house hack and a room <laughs> rental, figured out that this real estate thing is awesome. And then over the last three years, you know, I've scaled from that one deal to, you know, I think we've done, you know, 35 transactions. So we've done like the single family commercial loans, contract for deeds, private money, lease options, you know, off market, doing some all cash, conventional financing, had some partnerships that went great that, you know, I'm still in, had some partnerships that went bad. So it's like, okay, so I've done, you know, a half a dozen or a dozen, you know, of these different things. And so getting individuals that are like, you know what, I, I want to list my existing home as a rental, as like an easy transition out, which is like what I did. So it's like, okay, if you want to go from zero to one, you know, that might be a good first yeah. move for those trying to, you know, jump on. Cause I think that's the easiest thing. If you're, if you're already in a home list that sucker for rent and if you can get the price that you want, like perfect. Now you've just got your first real estate investment property. So if you're trying to go from zero to one, 
and I get that everyone's family situation is a little bit different where you might not want to do that, but that's, you know, probably some things that we'll talk about. Lastly, I would say, you know, for those looking to scale, I think what happens to a lot of people is they'll buy a single family. They need 20% down They'll put down 50 grand. They go, yes, I did it. Right. And then whether it's good, bad, you know, whatever, (laughs) but then they're like, well, how do I, how in the world could you go from one to 30? Yeah. You know, like that, that doesn't, doesn't seem like it makes sense. And so as everyone will probably attest in this cause, you just kind of hit that hockey stick growth that if you do enough of these and you start learning from other smart people and get into different masterminds, you kind of just learn how, how the game works. And that, that would be what I would want to, you know, tease out and bring to the, to the call that we, that I lead. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you're, and you're, you know, it's funny. Um, I hear a lot of folks talking about, um, well, first of all, the first deal that you do, doesn't matter what niche you're, you're focused on or going to be focused on, the first deal that you do is always the hardest. does not matter, right? And it's funny to me when I hear people talk about, I don't want to invest in single family because you can't grow as fast. And these folks have no units in their portfolio. They have no experience. I'm like, okay, somebody told you that and you bought into the idea, which is good, but what's the easiest thing for you to go out and do right now? And I think you just said it, right? You could, you could list your own property that you're living in for rent. I tried, before we moved into here, I tried to get my wife to, um, hey, let's rent so that we can use the equity that we're going to put in this house to go buy some more units in very much like Adam. I, actually, all of us have kids, but she was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Let's find somewhat of a fixer-upper and do a live-in flip. And that's what we're doing now. But we're actually having conversations about Potentially listing it, which is my problem with living flips. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have ever done them, but I'm I get uh, emotionally attached to them, and I'm like, dude, we we've got the golf course behind us, which means our backyard just extends for 18 holes, whatever. I we I don't know. Anyway, different conversation for a different time. Um, Jamie, you were about to say something. No, I was just going to ask if you had a box of tissues. You're getting. I know, I know. I get it. I've never done the live-in flip, but I get, I get connected to them. You know, sometimes you just have a house you love, like you put in all that work, you made it, made it your own in a way. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, no, we have. and it's hard to let it go. Well, we that's have. an interesting, interesting dynamic too between all of us on the call and our spouses. You know, if all of our spouses were on a call, boy, what would what would that? <laughs> you know, what would they say? Because I know the risk tolerance between two spouses you know although you can have the same end goal risk tolerance is a whole different thing and so you know i think that's something too that that is that is important that we you know routinely talk about i would invite that call i would host that call to make it happen but i know my wife's not going to do it uh she just does not like the idea of the attention i don't know why but to your point that's that's a great thought process you know having a different risk tolerance so what are the so Adam, you and I are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. You're motivating motivating me to get out of my. I feel like this is a Darren Hay phrase. My pansy ass setting of being so conservative, getting out of that comfort zone and getting more to. But where does your wife sit on the? Because having your spouse on board with real estate investing is is ultimately huge for the success of it, right? Otherwise, you guys are going to fight about money. You're going to fight about all sorts of things. But where does, where does your wife, because I know you're, 
and one of the quotes that you've said in the mastermind that just keeps ringing in my ears is either I'm going to be a billionaire or I'm going to go bankrupt four times over. And I, I'm just, it just motivates the hell out of me. So thank you for sharing that number one, but where does your, where does your wife sit on the uh, risk tolerance? Extremely scared of that second part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, what's and, funny though, is I, ever since you made that comment, I talk about going bankrupt to other people. Right. And everybody comes back and you and I've had this conversation before everybody comes back and says, well, we are taught, we are, it's drilled in us that going bankrupt is such a bad thing. Right. But really it's just a repositioning of debt, right? If banks and everybody would work with you to, to do this, then you wouldn't have to file bankruptcy. Right. But they're not willing to, because it, that is the business decision that they're making. It's a business decision for you too. Right. Yeah. And I, I would agree that, you know, in your upbringing, what you've been taught is risky or not risky. And, yeah. you know, we, we've had some pretty heated discussions where on the first property that we did, we were pulling up carpet because the tenants flooded the basement. And it's a conversation <laughs> of this is why we're never doing another real estate investment property, right? Because it's, it's Sunday, it's me and my wife doing stuff. And this was before, you know, we had property managers and kids, oh, yeah. and we were doing all this stuff to, you know, fast forward now where with, you know, because I'm a, you know, a heavy student with surrounding myself, studying a lot. I think once, you know, she had seen some progress, but she's also stopped me from doing a lot of stupid stuff. Right. Yeah. So, you know, she always says she's the, you know, anchor to my kite where I would just float <laughs> around anywhere and I would do shiny ball syndrome, but she yeah. has like, okay, remember this is home base and don't go too far away from that. So I think that's a, a good kind of complimentary skill set to now where, we buy homes and you know, she doesn't, she doesn't quite know <laughs> that they're like what the address is or what things are going because we're, you know, kind yeah. of going pretty fast that she doesn't yeah. care. She's just like, all right, tr I trust you. Just, you know, tell me what I need to know. But now it's like, you know, it, it's kind of just <laughs> run with it. Yeah. So, I want to jump in real quick. <laughs> I had a very similar experience. Like my wife is extremely conservative with investing. And like, I, I think in her mind, she would put cash in, in the mattress, you know, and, and like, be, be okay with it but yeah. Zach's point you know at Zach's Adam's point right there um yeah my wife's now is just like yeah run with it you know like she doesn't have to know everything she's actually handling some of the private lending stuff and and outside people who are way more you know way more aggressive than me and would take risks that that I wouldn't look at me and say like man like you have a really high risk tolerance and, and I'm like I don't like I you know I guess like what you don't realize is that like yeah you think I'm giving somebody money and I'm getting a return on that money, but you know, like I'm covered here. You know, like I, I got, I'm on the insurance. If, if the, the private loan, you know, like burns down, I'm first in lean position. I'm like, there's, there's actually strategies to, to mitigate that risk. But uh, you know, I, I think majority of people don't realize that. And they just look at like what you do and you're like, Oh, that's risky. And, yeah. and if my wife can now be a hundred percent on board with that, then uh, you know, <laughs> it gives me something. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I, I encourage people to talk to your spouse, talk to your spouse often when it comes to real estate investing, because I'm guilty of not doing that. We, uh, my wife and I, we were do, redoing our uh, life insurance, going down the whole, whole, whole life insurance uh, path. And, and uh, so we were on the call with, with the guy we're setting it up with more, more to come on that later. But um, he's, asking us certain questions and i was like oh so now uh cassie my wife was like now is probably a good time for me to tell you that i'm loaning 
this money to this local business out of our um, uh, self-directed RA because of it just came up at that point in time, right? I mean, we have three kids all under six. And uh, so us having adult conversations sometimes struggle, but that came out and, and she wasn't upset. She was just like, oh, okay. I was like, no, it's good. It's like, here's, and all the things that you just mentioned, Gwaith, it was like, look, I, it's a lean on the business. Um, I've known the guy for a couple of years, blah, blah, blah. He's doing really good. We've used him for stuff. It's a tree removal service, which we just had a huge hurricane come through. And so, uh, anyway, it's highly important to have those conversations with your spouse, have them often, but it's okay for y'all to be on opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. And because I think there's some balance, but it takes some, um, concessions for both parties to be able to do this so good stuff good stuff um jamie i want to come to you next let's talk about flipping and wholesaling and why you think you were the first member of the w2 capitalist mastermind <laughs> why i think i was the first member um i'm going to be really disappointed if i if i wasn't uh, and the only reason i think is because i you know i just honestly i saw your post and i um was at an early stage in my investing career. And I knew I wanted to kind of take things to the next level. And I just took action. I think I just signed yeah. up the first time I saw the post. I just, yep, I'm going to sign up. Love it. See where this goes, see what this is about. And um, maybe, I, maybe I missed it by a few seconds, but uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim first spot for, for the there entirety. Is, there is a timestamp somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, that. Uh, and that's one of the things, if you're going to get started, you got to take action. And it absolutely. doesn't have to be that you go out and buy a property blindfully, right? It is joining a group like ours. And why I am partial to the W2 Capitalist Mastermind, the important thing, if you're listening to this or watching this, get around people who do this every week right and and you get to have conversations with them your mind gets opened up and you're going to start to see your circle of friends change because i would say and i said this in a post that i you know um when i was advertising for the this expansion is that i feel like you guys even though i've only met like two out of the current 35 i think in person is that i feel like you guys are some of my closest friends because of what we talk about how often we talk and all this. And, um, my son the other day, he goes, you know, we don't, we don't have any friends. I was like, well, a, it's COVID, you know, uh, B you don't see all the people that I've talked to virtually, right. We're, it's all going to change hopefully here pretty soon, but, um, but no, uh, so taking action, right. It's huge, huge part of that. So Jamie, back to you, sir, flipping wholesaling, you're located in Birmingham, Alabama. Tell us about you tell us about what, what is going to happen on your mastermind calls? Yeah, I'm going to break that down, I guess, into two parts. Just, I mean, a little bit about me and my background. Um, I am here in Birmingham, Alabama. I've got a beautiful wife, uh, two wonderful little girls, twin girls. And, and pretty much my story of getting into real estate was uh, about four years ago, we found out we were pregnant. And then we found out we were pregnant with twins and uh, no family close. And, you know, it was like game on. Um, Gwaith, realized, you know anything about twins? Yeah, we got a Darren, lot of twins. you know anything about group, twins? <laughs> Darren's like, I, no, it's triplets. Yeah. You have triplets, don't you, Darren? He's on mute. I'm filling this dead airspace until he figures out the mute button. Hey, there you go. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, three, uh, three seven-year-olds. Yes. Three wow. seven-year-olds. No. Wow. Anyway, all right. 
Jamie, back to you. you no, you're good. And so twins. we found out we were having twins. And, and long story short, my wife was either going to not go back to work or have to find a different job because of the industry. We're both in sales. I'm medical device and she was in publishing sales. And every daycare we talked to was either, well, they're all outrageously expensive, but yeah. Um, yeah. they wanted you to stay be close, right? And so she, we were just like, well, let's just, let's let you stay at home, raise the children and see how it goes from here. And uh, there was a different level of motivation than I've ever felt to like mm. fill that void. And like, I was like, my W2 is not going to get me where I want to go and provide what I want to provide for my family on its own. So how yeah. do we take this to the next step? And so started, you know, as Adam said, just becoming a student, learning everything I can and, uh, and dove into it. Now, how I got into the flip wholesale and I'm even going to throw burrs in this because I really think a burr is just a flip that you keep um you know as far as like yeah. the rehab process and everything else so uh honestly it was it was sexy um I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to prove that I could do it because all those HGTV shows were out there and I was looking at Blair one day and I was like I well, we could She's like, <laughs> <laughs> so so I started down that path but what I learned you know is is the flip wholesale and burr game I always thought this is going to sound so cliche, but it's so true. I always thought you had to have a lot of money to invest in real estate. Um, and in fact, you don't. Yeah. You don't have to be uber wealthy to begin your process of investing in real estate. Uh, and, you know, flips have provided a great active uh, source of income to replace what we lost with Blair's income. And then we, you know, we take that capital and we, we look for more passive investment. Nice. Nice. That's good. And, and kind of um, along those lines, you know, I mentioned I'm, I've never flipped before. I've always had a full-time job. And if, if this is the first time you've found us or listening to W2 Capitalists, I was laid off May 1st due to COVID-19. And I vowed I'm never going to go back, right? And one of the things as I'm kind of ramping up the W2 Capitalist, just brand and mastermind, all that good stuff, I, I am realizing that I actually have time on my hands, the ability to go do some flips. So that's another thing that... Um, as, as of course, I'm going to document the hell out of it as I do it. So you guys, if you're listening and you want to know what that's about, hopefully pretty soon we can start talking about that. We're pretty, pretty close on a deal now that, uh, when I was talking to the wholesaler, uh, Friday, Sunday morning. So it was Friday when I was talking to him, I was like, Oh shit, this could actually happen. Like, uh, in like 10 to 14 days. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. anyway, well, so, jump on my call, man. And you'll learn a lot. We'll yeah, get there. So, we'll get you there. So you focus, uh, flipping and wholesaling, it, you do where you live, right? So right. it's within your geographical drive. How far out do you go? Um, we'll go, I'd say 30 minutes to an hour, but that could okay. be 20 minutes, you know, 20 miles, maybe max. So the greater Birmingham area is yeah. pretty much where we focus. We like certain parts of town. Um, but probably, I mean, we'll travel 30, 45 minutes if we had to pretty pretty regularly on some properties so I one of the I, things I like you told to me pretty local yeah and one of the things that i've learned from you is that and it was just i've heard this quite often but it was the way you phrased it it was like huh light bulb but you you were like there are part there are neighborhoods that you flip in and then there are neighborhoods that you don't flip in in this entire time i'm like oh that would be a good flip well that but i don't know what i'm doing right because the na- the neighborhoods I was looking at, it's like you really now that you said that and you kind of planted that seed in my brain. I'm like, you can't flip in that neighborhood. You can't get enough out of it to, to be able to do that. So, what you said that probably I don't know months ago, 
and it's just like Adam's comment, it just resonated with me. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. It uh, helps yeah. me understand uh, so so much that I went to our local RIA and uh, posted something in their group. Hey, what are some of the areas? What are some of the neighborhoods that you guys flip in? Because I, when I look at our uh, footprint here, is that it's not. Um, I've never looked at that. Right? Hey, what neighborhoods do you flip in? The also the other thing too that I've realized that living on the coast does for you is you have like half the radius of like somebody that's not on the coast, right? Because I can't drive 30 minutes south because right. in two miles I'm in the water. Anyway, so. A little uh, bit smaller geographical footprint, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, will, I, so. I don't like But you're that. still going to have pockets. Come join and, us. Come join us go. up here. We got plenty <laughs> of room. You know, I, if I didn't hate, absolutely hate cold weather, that might be a discussion, right? But keeps out the riffraff. <laughs> I like it. I just like grow it. some hair and you'll and you'll uh, you'll get along just fine. Grow some just, hair. Just grow some hair, man. I don't know if you want to see me with hair. It's not a pretty sight. Not that this is really that great. Beat you to the punch. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's different. Uh, so Darren, I'll, I'll come to you next since you're chiming in on growing growing some hair, be a man, come up to the cold cold weather country. By the way, you and Adam and Gwaith are all got your, you know, heavy, heavy uh, top layers on. And Jamie and I are sitting here in, in short sleeve shirts. So, uh, I don't know. Just interesting observation. But, Darren, you're based in Iowa. You have an army of kids. You're a mobile home park guy. Tell us more about you, man. Tell us more about the mobile home park industry and why somebody should be interested in joining the Darren Hay mastermind call where you guys talk about mobile home parks. Well, thank you. Um, as the, uh, as the affirmative action hire, you know, I just want to say thank you for, uh, <laughs> for letting me, for letting me in the group here. You know, I, uh, <clears throat> I look at the, the company here, uh, you know, of all the accomplishments and I look like, wow, I, uh, he must've had a requirement for, uh, for, you know, for a crazy hillbilly, you know, and it, it is a niche that in, and here I am, right. No, so. it's a niche that I think needs to be served. And you and I have had uh, many conversations about mobile homes and mobile home parks. I still have, I have one mobile home in my portfolio today. I've had up to three at one point in time. And, uh, but yeah, I, I'm actually trying to sell off the mobile home that we have. Uh, run into some title issues. We can talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I, I am not against mobile homes uh, or mobile home parks as long as somebody else is operating them. Right. I don't want to be yeah. that guy. I don't like, I would much rather be in, uh, want to be in Gway shoes, uh, being the sponsor and the co-sponsor and the JV partner for a syndication than a mobile home park. And I think it comes because of my experience in both, which has been limited. Maybe I don't have a good testing or test pool to pull from yet. Uh, so I, I do think the mobile home park, niche is one that's underserved from an education standpoint because as i was reaching out and trying to see what is going on uh in the real estate investing world to expand these mastermind uh calls there's not a whole lot about specifically mobile home parks there's one group that i saw that i was like okay there, there might be something here but why do you like them so much why do you like mobile home parks so much well, you know, from a passive income standpoint, um, and also from a from management standpoint, um, I don't get the uh, multifamily uh, space. 
because you know on on multifamily you own this you own this this multi million dollar asset and you're responsible for this multi million dollar asset and pure ownership of this asset creates liability in and of itself. Well, when you own a mobile home park, you own dirt. And if your dirt goes bad, you get new dirt. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, that's what you own. You own dirt. And so I, I, and you just, you, you charge people rent to park their car on your dirt. I mean, this concept is as brutally simple as it gets. I mean, it, it it really is. Um, You know, it's funny. You you, you mentioned that it, jars of memory in my brain the first time i went to start talking to bankers about multifamily and being a lender for multifamily the very first banker i went to you know what he said to me he goes have you ever looked at mobile home park because i'm not talking about the ones where you own the mobile homes he goes i'm talking about the ones where you just own the dirt and they just pay rent on the dirt yeah i didn't even know that was a thing tell me more he goes that's where you need to go yeah yeah, I, I I don't I don't get the multifamily thing, but you know, hey, each their own, right? Um, That's it. That's so it. there's so many different ways to make money. I mean, we're only right. talking about four different ways to do it here, right? Or four different right. calls, but there's flipping, wholesaling, burrs, single family buy and hold, multifamily commercial buy and hold, uh, mobile homes. We're, we don't even touch the surface about being a private money lender or any of that other stuff that that we're not going to get into because we're already over. We're almost an hour into this. And I said 30 minutes. So you guys, thanks for hanging out a little bit longer here early on a Sunday morning, but Darren, sorry, get back to you, sir. You own the dirt. What, what we, uh, what I've done is, um, uh, early last year, I went and bought, uh, two mobile home parks, um, total of, uh, 43 spaces by the time we get done building them all out. I didn't know at the time that they were, they were full down the bones remodels. One of those uh, pro tips, don't go look at property in the middle of February when it's under two feet of snow. Uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised what snow will cover up. And so, uh, you know, when I, after the snow melted, I went out there and I finally got my head around what a mess I had. We just started the process of cleaning it up. We started the process of renovation. You know, the, the water system was bad. The sewer system was bad. The, uh, the electrical system is so out of code. Um, the gas system is... I mean, it's there, but nobody really knows where things are at. It's just, it's a, it's a mess. And so I just started the process of evicting people and, and putting the trailers in dump trucks and hauling them off to the, to the landfill. And uh, now we're coming up on the end of phase two, uh, where we've replaced almost all the utilities. Uh, we've got one more that we hope to get done. We hope to get the electric grid uh, redone this year uh, before the frost gets us. That will be the end of uh, our phase two. Uh, we've got units that have gone in there now, and uh, we're just in the process of finishing up some updating, uh, buying these units, and, uh, or I mean, uh, getting them rent ready. And uh, that'll be about it. So what I hope to accomplish on my calls for somebody who is interested in this particular space, I think I've got the I think I've got the handbook on what not to do down. I think I can tell people with uh, a fair amount of authority, here's how you do not go invest in mobile home parks. Because uh, I've, <laughs> I've done pretty much all of that. Everything yeah. I shouldn't have done, I, I, I did. As I Jamie mentioned, he's done some on his flips and, and wholesales. Adam's done some in his single family. Gwace done some in his um, multifamily space. I've done some too in almost every aspect that I've invested in. So again, it, not only learning what not to do, but is learning what to do, right? And sometimes right. those are, are both the same. Right. Uh, I, I want to interrupt you real quick because sure. I want to say that everybody here has a W-2, but 
but you actually don't, right? Right now, you actually don't have a W-2, but you're a, not only you're a general contractor, but you also, this is how dedicated you are to the mobile home park space, because where you live, there's not a real good, I don't know how well you know those guys or, and or if they're going to listen here, so I don't want to use the wrong phrase here, but there is a, a lack of mobile home movers, right? So you're so right. dedicated to this space that you went out, you bought a truck, you, you started a mobile home um, movers business, right? Mm -hmm. And it's been great and it's been awesome that you've shared that stuff with us in the mastermind calls and kind of see how that progressed and help keep you accountable for certain things that you got to do and, and learn. So um, when it comes to construction or anything like that, we're use, you're usually our go-to expert. Oh, hey man, when, you know, in the other night, um, a couple of members who are rehabbing a fourplex themselves, they started talking about, hey, here's what I'm going to do. Here's our plans for this week. And, and you chimed in and you said, hey, be sure to do A, B, and C because this is how you're going to know. I'm talking about um, Chris and Maricelo when they were going to put the texture on the walls. And you're like, here's what you need to do. Here's how you need to mix the stuff. Here's how you can test it, blah, 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 before you actually hit your sheetrock. That's the kind of expertise you have, right? General contractor, not only because a lot of folks, investors um, in the mobile home park, mobile home park space, I don't know this as much, so I want to ask you this question. But a lot of mobile home park investors, do they actually get their hands dirty like you do? Or is that something that's just very unique to Darren Hay? I think a lot of people, um, I, I think they get their hands dirty to, 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 to some extent. Um, you know, I, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that, that people come out and, are, you know, are, are running the excavator, digging the trenches for putting right. new water lines in. Uh, that's I spent more time in the excavator last summer than I ever care to again in my life. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, I don't know that there's a lot of people that do that. I don't know that there's people that, you know, go the, go the full extent of uh, setting up a trucking company, you know, buying a, yeah. buying a class seven tractor and, and, um, going and hauling mobile homes. So I don't know that, that they go that far. I, I do know that they will go out. Um, I've got a, a guy that I know and he has a park up in, in Flint, Michigan. He's there probably quarterly. He flies out from Seattle and he's there probably quarterly. And he does, he does a fair amount of stuff and he's a, he's a pretty good guy. So the other park owners that, that have, I think also depends on the size of the park as well. So yeah. if you have a bigger park, like one of the parks I'm doing a lot of service work in right now, uh, they're 900 and some odd units and they've got their own uh, maintenance crew. So they've got two foremen, They've got a couple of journeymen that work there. They've got probably a dozen apprentices and, you know, that, that sort of thing. So there's, you know, they've got their own construction company that sets up, builds, and even helps maintain some of the, the units in the park just because they've got, you know, a built-in client base. They own the, they own 900 lots there that, that does that. Gotcha. They also have their own, their own toter. They do their own, their own trucking. They do all of that. So it's self-contained. Me, I'm on the lower end of the scale where uh, it's hard to make the numbers work to go hire a contractor to come out and replace water lines, that sort of thing. Yeah, it took it took me forever last year to find somebody who would at least give me a bid. Uh, I'm in a part of the country where specialty subs, specialty trades are are rare. I think there's like literally four or five licensed plumbers in my part of the state, and they all know each other. And, and you're in Iowa, right? And the prices are just high as hell. They 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 just are. Um, and uh, 
By the way, I knew you were in Iowa. I just wanted the listeners to know. Because you've been in the Mastermind for, let me look, June of 2019. Mm-hmm. I bridged your service. You joined for a little bit, then you took a brief pause, and then you came back. And uh, but So I bridged your service to say June of 2019, because that's when you originally logged, uh, set up your account. Uh, oh, well, thank but, you. But <clears throat> I wanted to say, too, and, and I apologize for cutting you off here, is that you know, we've all done this. What you're talking about is that you have to put some sweat equity at some point in time into your projects. Um, you just happen to be licensed and built a business off of that sweat equity so that, and I know you and I've had sidebar conversations outside the mastermind about what you want to do. And your intention is to not only continue buying mobile home parts, but to continue to build those businesses out so that you're not running that excavator in absorbent amount of time right 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 and that's and that's part of why i went the you know i i i went the full monty right and i and actually set up a <laughs> i set up a uh, a trucking company got my my uh, authority from the um uh, the fmcsa and i got my my state authority uh right now and i'm in the process i'm, I'm on the front end of of figuring out what other states i'm going to get authority in and that sort of thing um and there's also another set of trucks from another guy who's retiring and we're you know we're, we're kind of kicking around the idea of buying those i've already got a leads on a couple of a uh, couple of guys to drive them um nice you know just, that's just news. Uh, i didn't know that that's that's exciting man yeah it it, it it is it is actually the uh the the old uh the old amish guy that uh i want to uh, yeah. potentially buy the uh, park from uh, his wife is starting to have some health problems and, you know, he, right now he's an over the road truck driver and, and I was actually at his house uh, uh, the other day and I said, well, Hey, you know, if you get tired of, uh, you know, worrying about your wife when you're, you know, you know, dragging, uh, dragging mattresses across the plains of the Dakotas, um, you know, I've got a, I've got a truck driving gig for you. Um, you know, there's, I, I have the, I have the, the demand right now to haul a couple of houses a week. Um, and I have the demand to, if I go out and actually start marketing this and start making contact the way I, I, uh, I want to, um, I think I can increase that demand and I could, I could pretty much have a, have a, a, a couple of guys just all in houses, you know, on a full-time basis. Nice. And you and, really, and you really do this full-time when we're, when we're doing calls <laughs> chain and you know, things are getting hooked up when Darren's on the call. Cause he's, he's literally hauling stuff on the call, <laughs> jumping stuff, moving a house. And I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, participating. He's, he's like multitasking and doing all of this stuff while he's doing it. So it's, yeah. he, he's, he, he, he truly is doing it all. <laughs> Most of the time I don't have the video turned on, you know, because it's, and I'm usually on mute because, you know, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a mess. It's noisy. You know, my, my house is noisy, you know, but I've got, I've got four little boys. I've got three, three, seven year olds and an eight year old. And uh, I have to go to work and turn on the compressor and run the sauce to get some peace and quiet. That's just, it's just, it's just, that's just the way it is, you know. Mike, you're uh, about to say something? Yeah, no, I was going to say that I I think Darren's a great example of of what being full-time is because I I think I've come to realize that, you know, investing in real estate, whatever niche you're in, it leads to other businesses. And those other businesses are those other streams that are really going to provide you what you need to be full time. And, you know, Darren came across a problem, you know, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't move mobile homes. So what does he do? He starts a trucking company. Yeah. You know, I, I talked to somebody that they couldn't get bids on insurance. So what they do, they 
they started their own insurance agency <laughs> insurance on their properties. And now his wife runs it 10 hours a week for 75 K a year. Wow. Different. Wow. It talks about vertical integration, but I feel like it's diagonal integration. And, and what we do, it, it's going to lead to these other businesses. That's going to lead to, yeah. you know, dreams flowing into a river, if you will. I love for it. sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah. For me, it was just, it was as simple as solving a problem. Just like your, like your buddy couldn't get insurance. Um, you know, I had, I had an empty park that needed, uh, needed homes moved into it. And there's so few people in this part of Iowa that uh, actually move mobile homes. Um, I, mean, I can count them on, you know, one hand. And um, everybody was either out three or four months or they wanted ten to $15,000. I legitimately got a, a quote uh, from a guy wanted $15,000 to move a house uh, about 70 miles. Wow. And I said, is that I, I, asked, I asked him, I said, good grief. Is that the price with me buying you the truck to do it? Or is that without <laughs> me buying you the truck to do it? You know, and it was just... It was, and he was like, no, nah, man, that's just what it costs. And, you know, then I came across this old semi truck for sale for like seven grand. And I was like, screw you, man. I'm buying the truck and I'm doing it. No. I think, I, I, I think that's awesome. I think Gwaze hit the nail on the head with that. Right. And as if that guy wouldn't have charged, may I ask you this, if that guy wouldn't have, have quoted you uh, that amount of money, would you have been here at this point in time having your own trucking business and going about it? Do you think you would have come to this point or if it oh, was no. a, no. No. no, 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 not at all. Because I was expecting him to charge me, you know, and I was prepared to pay six, seven, eight thousand $8,000. I mean, that's, yeah. that's about what the going rate is. Right. Yeah. Um, being blunt. I mean, that's what I now charge. Um, yeah. you know, so it's, it's one of those things that I, that's what I was, my expectation was. And he came in at 15. I was like, and, and I questioned myself, no, nah, man, it's just the going rate. It's involved. Yes, I've now done it a number of times. Uh, so it's a true statement. <laughs> it's involved. Um, but $15,000, I mean, you know, you're like, what, three, four, five hundred bucks a mile? I mean, that's good gravy. Um, so. That's some good know, margins if you can get it. But yeah, shit, if you can get it. That's a lot. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've paid um, to move one mobile home in my investing career, the one that we still own, and uh, break down, tear down uh connect everything back up it was like 7100 bucks mm -hmm. and it went maybe 30 miles and that's and that's actually pretty common in in my space uh most houses uh when you move when you move homes the average is probably 30 to 40 miles that'll it'll, it'll move um they don't move very far so when i when i was dragging houses 100 miles i you know i was two three times the normal limit and that's what uh you know that in and of itself caused problems but at any rate yeah, and I, I think the, the other thing, you know, kind of to waste point, which, you know, I, I think I'm just, I'm one of them people, I've been around long enough, uh, I've been a general contractor uh, most of my life, and I've, I've built almost anything. And so the prospect of hopping in the excavator and digging up a mobile home park, to put new water lines in just, just didn't scare me. Um, it was just something that, you know, you figure out, you know, kind of figure out the material, you figure out how to do it. and and just go for it. And my, my issue was that I, sometimes I've had so much experience, I'll lose my fear and I'm <laughs> a, little, uh, a little, little dumber than I ought to be. That um, needs to go on a t-shirt. <laughs> you know? do, you think that, yeah. do you think that stops people from joining? Like I know a lot of us kind of jumped in because we you know, wanted it, but if I had more knowledge, I wonder if it would have get me into the paralysis by analysis. Like you know, going from zero to one, it's almost like you have to, you know, 
flip that mental switch where you're like, come hell or high water, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to accept the consequences. Whereas mm-hmm. it would be really easy for me to listen to Darren, be like, you know what, that's fantastic, but I can see this flaw, I can see that flaw. And mm-hmm. then you kind of just, you know, almost self-sabotage your own mindset for jumping in to something. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think had I known then what I know now, um, the answer would have been hell no. Uh, I wouldn't have bought these um, because, you know, it's just um, the amount of work that went into them. Um, will it pay off in the end? Yeah, of course it will. And we and it's, it's, it's actually launched us in an entirely new and kind of unexpected direction. But uh, had I known then what I do now, there's, there's no way in hell I would have bought these. Absolutely none. But, you know, you, we were talking about how supportive our wives are at times. Um, you know, after the snow thawed, uh, I remember uh, my, my beautiful bride showed up one day and I hadn't hauled all the trash out and all that other stuff. And, you know, she brings me, uh, I, I asked her for something and uh, she brought it out to me. And she kind of looked around and you could just see this this look on her face and I, it was just, it was just the look. And, and I was like, and, and you could see she, she was processing what her husband had bought and you could just, yeah, just the, the, the mix of emotions and, and just fine. You know, she just kind of, just kind of swallows. She just looks at me and kind of with her half smile, she says, well, baby, you have made better buys before. <laughs> She could have went so many different directions with that. That was, that was actually somewhat positive, right? That was yeah, uh, backhanded it, compliment. It was, it, it was. And, and you know, she like a it was, it was a night or two later. You know, we were sitting there having dinner, and um, she says, "So, do you really think we're getting our money back out of that?" And I'm just like, "Oh man, you know." And it's just. But to that to that point, Darren, I guess I would I would take a little bit of a different standpoint. You know, even with ours that we've screwed up on in the beginning, I still would have done them because there's no way. I would be where I'm at today yeah. without them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I know you maybe half-heartedly say, you know, maybe, you know, it was a, it was a great learning experience, but I think that's what may put you where you are today. Cause if you had done those Lord knows, you know, you could have still been considering it or you'd be like, Oh, thank God I didn't do that. Right. Cause, cause look what a yeah. mess I would have been in. And you mm-hmm. could have just been sitting on the sidelines, you know, for, for however long. And so I would, you know, I, I, while I appreciate that, I would just want to, you know, provide my complimentary side of it that, for all the scripts that I made, I'm just, I'm still grateful that I made them all because for sure there's what not to do again. And that can be a very powerful thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and to, to second what you, you know, what you, you said, um, it gave me a great understanding of this space. So now we're, we're working on the process of buying our third park. And it is one more time. It's a, you know, down to the bones remodel where, um, you know, there's there's a lot of self storage there, so the self storage is going to carry this thing for quite some time as we build out and develop a mobile home park. But you know, there's this guy that wants to sell it, and you know, at one point he was going to build this big mobile home park, and he was going to you know build uh, uh, build out self storage and all this other stuff. This was going to be his retirement income. Well, you know, life happens, and his wife, um, you know, she's now um, I don't remember it's dementia or Alzheimer's, but she's her, her health is deteriorating and he wants to get out of the truck and be able to spend more time at home. But now with wanting to be able to take care of his wife full time, he understands that he can't do it. Um, he can't go build and develop his park. And that's, you know, where I come in. Um, and there's also been other parks that I was interested in buying uh, that were, they were full remodels. They really were. And then last, last but not least, you know, it just comes down to, 
you know, you start developing relationships in this business and other people start feeding you stuff. And I mean, it's just, it's something I, I, I do say that. And, and yes, it's half hearted. Um, but I, I really honestly believe that had I known then what I know now, I wouldn't have made the decision because I would have been fearful of everything I was getting myself into. Um, but, you know, once I bought it, you know, here, here I am. And uh, I became very determined to get my money back out of it and actually turn a profit on it. So, and that led to waste point that led to all these other, all this other stuff where you know, we started a mobile home services uh, business when that included trucking, installing and, and things like that. So it, uh, it worked out. Very cool. So Adam just put in the chat, how are we doing on time? And we are well over for what we did. There's so much good conversation going on here. So I want to be respectful of y'all's time. Also, I want to let you know, if you haven't heard, I've been sitting on mute for quite a bit. House is waking up. That's, uh, that's uh, number three. She's, she's also teething. She's, uh, and she's cutting those canines, which I don't know if you remember canines from your first, Adam, but the canines are probably, that's when they're just, they just turn on you. I mean, their attitudes are just totally different. Yeah, but. I couldn't quite figure out if they were yelling, earn, invest, or repeat. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which one that was of the screen? So I, need, I might have to turn up the volume a little bit. I think I can get sounds, it though. Sounds like earn to me is kind of yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was a good twist. I like it. I like it. Uh, well, guys, well, let's wrap things up here. So if you're listening, if you're watching, and, and you want to tap into the minds of these guys as well as forty other. Right now, it's forty. My plan by the end of the year is to get to a hundred. And if you want to tap into it, check us out, w2capitalist.com slash mastermind. We're working on the process to get people into it. I'm not, as the email I sent you guys, I'm not as excited about how the flow goes. I don't think it's easy enough. Uh, very first thing that people are going to do, they're going to go to w2capitalist.com and take the quiz, right? There's a quiz button. Go take, it's going to take you about five minutes. It's going to let us know who you are. Uh, who referred you. If it was one of these four, please put that down. If it was Gwaith, Jamie, Darren, or Adam, please put that down. Um, but I want to know that. Or if you just heard this podcast, you're like, Heck yeah, I want to I get involved with these guys. Just let me know. But I don't think that's going to stop out there. So we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> uh, wrap this up. Guys, thank you for being here this morning. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. As always, when I'm talking to a group of you or individual individually, um, it, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, this is not Sunday. This is day to go get shit done. Like I'm ready to go. Actually, I probably when we leave here, I will go text the wholesaler and say, Hey man, where are we at? What are we doing? You know, cause I'm, I'm that motivated to go to get stuff done. So thank you guys for being here. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and, and we'll talk sometime this week. Hopefully I'll see you, uh, sometime this week on a call. And if you're listening and watching this, if you want to know the backstory of Adam's hat, because we got to talk about this again, I'm going to put that after here because I think it's such an interesting story. I'll, I'm just going to tell you, don't challenge him to a bar drinking game. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. All right, guys, have a great day. And I will talk to you sometime this week. See you, Jay. See you later. All right, guys. So we just wrapped up with the four guys, right? And I'm coming up with a nickname. I want to come up with a nickname for them that is appealing or, or makes sense. Right. And I've, reference and kind of when i was talking to them about putting this together i uh sold them on the idea they're going to be mastermind vps uh i've also referenced to them as the four horsemen i don't know i don't know if you have an idea for a nickname for this group of guys that are going to help lead these mastermind calls let me know drop in the comments below 
whatnot. But here on YouTube, what I do typically when I we wrap up a video, I'll say, hey, I want to see you in this video right here next. And we'll put it over this little block of the earn invest repeat. But I don't want to see you in the next video, right? If you're interested at all in finding out what the mastermind is about, I want you to go to w2capitalist.com, click on the mastermind button. Uh, or if you're sold on the idea of the mastermind button or mastermind button, sold on the idea of the mastermind, the next step you need to take is to take the quiz, right? So w2capitalist.com slash quiz, or you can just hit, click on the quiz button It's there. Both of those links are going to be in the description below. And that's what I really want you to do next. If you are sold on being part of the mastermind, which is essentially just like-minded people from across the country that uh, work a full-time job, whether it be a W-2 or 1099, who have a family, who are, are planning to have a family, and are looking to grow their nest egg, uh, hopefully build up enough passive income so that they can exit the W-2, or they're past those two stages and they're into uh, building what's called generational wealth. So again, the two links, w2capitalist.com, we'll get you to both of them. And uh, once you get there, you can click on Mastermind or take the quiz things up to you. And, and on the mastermind page, it'll show you a little bit more about each one of these guys and click on each one of their little cards. It'll show you just exactly how much it goes in a little bit more detail of who they are and what they've done. So anyway, that's what I'll leave you with here today on YouTube. I hope to see you in our mastermind soon. All right, guys, that's it. That is the episode. First ep episode I've ever done with multiple people being interviewed. And if you want to join us in the mastermind, right? If you want to find out more about it, if you're just curious, if you're just curious how you would do on the quiz, go take it. It's w2capitalist.com forward slash quiz. If you want to see these guys' cards and their experience or what I call cards or just little infographic pictures, what whatnot, uh, go to w2capitalist.com slash mastermind. But I want to encourage you to, if you don't join iMastermind or for, for whatever reason, if it gets full, I am pretty confident this is going to fill up uh, rather quickly um, because today as I'm recording this outro, it uh, we I, did, I made a post on Facebook and the thing freaking blew up. All of a sudden, an hour later, there is over 100 comments on it and it's been shared a couple of times. Uh, and all those comments were from people who are interested in joining a specific niche call, which you will see that if you go to w2capitalist.com slash mastermind. But as I'm doing that, right, and here's what I want to explain about what's so special about this group. But as I'm doing that, I get a message from um, one of the guys who's in the mastermind, right? And these are the kind of people that you, you're going to get to hang around and get to be involved with is that he... I'm not going to use the person's real name, either party here, right? So let's just say Fred reached out to me, right? And Fred says, hey, I am concerned about Derek. Derek seems to be stuck in his own inertia. And by the way, Derek is one of these, one of the few members that we have who uh, is an aspiring real estate investor. They haven't done their first deal yet, but he's making some strides, right? Well, Fred says, hey, I don't think he's doing enough, right? And how can we help him? Right. He's been, he just seems to be stuck in his own muck. And that's the kind of people that you have the option to be around. Now, Fred and I are going to chat about what we can do for Derek. And I, I have no idea. Right. I think he's been making some strides. I think this whole COVID thing has uh, affected certain people in different ways. But you have that uh, camaraderie, you have that um, companionship of people who just want to see you succeed at real estate investing because they have done it and they want everybody to experience the same thing, right? 
So, and I say same thing, but individual results may vary. It's probably what my attorney wants me to say there. But anyway, so go to w2capitalist.com slash mastermind, or just go to w2capitalist.com and you can find the mastermind button to find out more information about Adam, Jamie, Darren, and Gwaith. Or if you're just interested to see how you would do on the quiz that I've been talking about, just go to w2capitalist.com forward slash quiz and see how you do, right? All right, guys, that's it. I'm going to wrap up. Thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you had, uh, I hope it was informative for you. And if our mastermind is not right for you, I hope you join one because I can't tell you how much this has. And I need to work on that. I shouldn't be able to tell you how much this has done for me and my family, but the mastermind is just, it's just incredible. It's just incredible um, for what it does for us. So anyway, without further ado, let's get to it. Let's go earn, invest, repeat.